Time to start the show. Time to start the show. This is the Viewmasters. Time to start the show. Hello. Welcome to the Viewmasters. Episode 268. Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part 2. My name is Joe. My name is Eric. Hello, Eric. Hello, Joe. How are you? I'm doing great. Excellent. <laughs> did, did that throw you? <laughs> which, which, you doing great? Yeah. <laughs> a, uh, I'm a little bit, honestly. <laughs> but I'm glad to hear it. <laughs> uh, I honestly, I threw me. <laughs> like I came, in, I came in real hot. <laughs> yeah, you did. That's part of the reason I'm doing great. <laughs> Oh, I mean, this movie comes in hot, so I figured I should come in hot as well. (laughs) I agree. Oh, boy, this movie is insane. (laughs) When I, so, so, uh, when I started the movie, uh, and I saw the canon logo, (laughs) I got, I got real excited. (laughs) I... So I have not actually watched this movie in probably 15 years. Uh, And so I totally forgot that this was a canon movie. And it made me real giddy. (laughs) I mean, I feel like making making just random sequels to movies was kind of their thing, right? Uh, Sort of. Uh, I I don't know that I would call this a random sequel, though. Uh, cause it is directed by the, uh, original director. That's true. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, it's, it's, I mean, it's cheap, but it looks all right. Yeah. It it looks fine. Yeah. (laughs) It looks Uh, like a seventies horror movie. (laughs) I mean, it was filmed in the eighties, but I know. (laughs) It, it definitely looks slightly more pricier than uh, the original. Okay. Uh, which was, uh, I mean, I think the budget on this movie was like four and a half million dollars. Most of which I'm guessing probably went to Dennis Hopper. Sure. Uh, who is uh, in this movie. <laughs> um, but the original, which had no stars whatsoever, uh, unless you count John Larroquette. Uh, Who doesn't? (laughs) You always should. Respect for Dan Fielding. Damn right. Dan right. Yep. (laughs) Uh, uh, He's not actually in the movie. He's just uh, the narrator. Oh, okay. Um, But uh, yeah, that movie was probably made for like $5. (laughs) Um. So, so what's what? Do you have a history with uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre franchise? Uh, none at all. Okay, <laughs> none whatsoever. This is this is my very first one. Wow. Uh, I I was vaguely aware of Leatherface as a character, sure, uh, but knew nothing nothing about him other than he was a guy who uh, uses a chainsaw and has a fucked up face. Right. 
so so uh, do you mind if I, I go into a little bit of uh, context with my experience with this franchise? Please do. Okay. Uh, so my first experience uh, is with actually the trailer for part three. Uh, I remember seeing it on TV and it has stuck with me forever so much so that just before the show I watched the trailer on YouTube and it is exactly how I remember it <laughs> that's amazing uh, and it's basically uh, like uh, a beautiful shot of like a lake uh, you know the camera panning sort of over it's on the shore and there's a man standing on, on the banks looking over it uh, and then emerging from the water is uh, the blade of a chainsaw uh, as it gets thrown up into the air uh, via the Lady of the Lake a la King Arthur. Amazing. Uh, and it is a very decorative chainsaw. <laughs> uh, and it flies up through the air and the man standing like raises his fist up and it lands perfectly and gets struck by lightning, and it powers up, and he turns around, and it's Leatherface. And it's wow. just Leatherface, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3. Holy shit. And it was amazing. And I never saw that movie until like two months ago. <laughs> <laughs> how is how is that one? It's not good. No. <laughs> uh, that one at least has uh, two people I recognized in it. Uh, it had uh, yeah, Ken Foree, who was uh, one of the stars of uh, the original Dawn of the Dead. Uh, and it stars a very little baby, Vigo Mortensen. Oh, wow. As one of the uh, Leatherface family guys. That's crazy. It is. I believe he plays Tex Sawyer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they just keep adding members to the family as they need to. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Uh, so then, uh, well, uh, since you brought that up, I, I was looking online to just sort of figure out the Leatherface family tree. <laughs> <clears throat> and, and, uh, the first two movies, uh, they pretty much keep a, a, a tight leash on the, uh, on the family members. Uh, they, they are basically the same. Uh, the only difference is, uh, Chop Top is a new one in this movie. Uh, played by Bill Mosley. He, his counterpart in the first movie, uh, who in this one he is the twin brother of. Right. Uh, was killed off. Yeah. Okay. Uh, his name is Nubbins. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, and he is the corpse that everyone sort of carries around throughout this movie. I was, I was going to say he's still around because he's, uh, he's in that <laughs> last scene with the grenades. Yep, yep. <laughs> Uh, and then, uh, in, in three, then, yeah, they just go bug fuck and they just add a thousand other characters. <laughs> <clears throat> and then I stumbled onto the fourth movie, uh, which also has, uh, completely different characters. Um, and, uh, I've never seen the fourth one. Uh, this is the one that famously has, uh, the, uh, I don't know if it's their film debuts or not, but it has uh, Renee Zellweger and Matthew McConaughey. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, it's called Texas Chainsaw Massacre: The Next Generation. Okay. Uh, and uh, it was filmed, I think, in like 1994, and wasn't released until like 97 after uh, both Zellweger and McConaughey became huge stars. Gotcha. Uh, and I know Zellweger was never like big on, you know, talking about it, and just, just sort of like one of those. Like, hey, you know, something I did. You know, Paul McConaughey <laughs> was pretty much, like, all about it. Sure. Because <clears throat> why not? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, but the thing that strikes me about... Uh, so, so on this the Texas Chainsaw Massacre wiki that I found... <laughs> Naturally. <laughs> uh, the general plot outline for the movie... Uh, I, I just want to read it to you, if I can. Okay. Uh... In Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Next Generation, Leatherface has another family, which is not cannibalistic like in the other timelines. Instead, they are involved in a conspiracy by the Illuminati, which is controlled by aliens. What? <laughs> what? Instantly interested in that movie. Right? (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit. (laughs) First of all, I like the idea that there is a Texas Chainsaw Massacre multiverse where on one earth they are cannibals, on the other one they are controlled by aliens? Yep. (laughs) Amazing. Because then, you know, we could eventually have a... Is there ever a crossover between the two timelines? <laughs> or like hope. a Crisis on Infinite Chainsaws? God, that would be amazing. <laughs> uh, because there's even a third timeline. Uh, because then you have the remake. Right. It's prequel. Uh, so... So anyway, so so the first I saw the original Texas Chainsaw probably early two thousands uh, when it came out on DVD, uh, and and I loved it, uh, and it is very gritty and cheap and and sort of cheap looking. Uh, it does feature the absolute worst character to ever be in a movie uh, that you are actively rooting for him to die. Oh no, <laughs> uh, his name is Franklin. <laughs> And he, he is uh, one of the victims of, of uh, the family who uh, he is wheelchair bound and he is obnoxious as fuck. Is he is he the guy who Dennis Hopper is related to? Yes. In this movie? Okay. Yep. <laughs> uh, and so then I saw part two again on DVD uh, shortly after it came out. And then I saw the remake. Uh, which which I also really like, uh, but it is you know you know a straight up serious horror movie. Sure, uh, produced by Michael Bay. <laughs> what? Oh yeah, you didn't know that? No. <clears throat> oh yeah, Michael Bay had uh, I think it's called Platinum Dunes was was his production company. Okay. And uh, they would just remake uh, old horror movies. Uh, they did this. They did the. Uh, Friday the 13th remake and the Nightmare on Elm Street remake. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, one of them is really good. <laughs> one of them is really bad. 
Okay, one of them is just right down the middle. All right. And then uh, about a year or so ago, I watched uh, Texas Chainsaw 3D, uh, which is actually a direct sequel to the original movie. Okay. Uh, Which, it's it's fine. Uh, It's got Alexandra Daddario in it. Okay. Uh, who is attractive. Yeah, she's fine. I've liked uh-huh. her in things. Sure. I, I, I vaguely remember her from the first season of True Detective. Right. Yeah. Uh, I think she may have been in the Baywatch movie as well. I believe she was, yes. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, that, that one is, uh, she is like a, a long-lost relative of the family who winds up inheriting the old Texas Chainsaw house. Uh, and it, it turns out Leatherface is living in the basement. <laughs> so it's like Parasite. That's what it sounds Kinda. like. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I never saw, so I've, I've never seen the, the fourth one, which I now really want to see. Yeah, it sounds incredible. Right? Uh, and then I never saw the prequel to the remake. Uh, and there is now uh, a prequel to the original called Leatherface. Uh, so the thing about this franchise is they can't come up with distinctive titles. <laughs> <laughs> what is the prequel to the remake called? Uh, it is called Texas Chainsaw Massacre in the Beginning. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, then followed by Texas Chainsaw 3D. Then, uh, yeah, Leatherface. And then uh, there is apparently a new remake happening uh, that's supposed to come out sometime in the next year or two. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, but I think my favorite out of all of them, but yeah, I, I mean, the first one, the original, I think is a better movie, but I like part two so much more. Okay. <laughs> because it is absolutely insane yeah it's it's bananas <clears throat> and part of it is that you know it was made like 13 years after the original by the same director who apparently decided that he just wanted to make a comedy yeah it's uh it it, it wasn't what i expected <laughs> It's uh, weird. It, it wasn't what I expected, and it was also, to a certain degree, exactly what I expected from a from a movie called Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Sure, like just lots of over the top gore. Yeah. Um. Which, which from reading, it sounds like is maybe not in the first one. Like it's not as, or like this one is more gory than the first one. Is that right? Uh, this one definitely has more on screen gore. Okay. Uh, the first one is more, you know, uh, subtle and hinted at. Like, like I can think of maybe two scenes of like actual on-screen violence in the uh, the first one. Uh, but fewer people die in this one. Because uh, I think the first one has like. Like, it's a group of, like, five or six kids that are all, like, taking a road trip. Okay. Uh, and they wind up uh, running out of gas and basically getting cornered by the, the, the Sawyer family. Or the Sawyer family. Oh, boy. 
Anyway, we're done here. <laughs> no, honestly, that was good. I get respect for that one. <laughs> uh, it, it occurred to me when, when I was watching it, uh, you know, I watch everything with subtitles. Sure. Uh, and it was like, oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> Is their name a joke about saws? <laughs> Because uh, I don't think they have a, a surname in the first one. Okay. Uh, the, the I guess, sort of patriarch of the family, uh, who in this movie is uh, a chili magnate. Yes. What? <laughs> Uh, in the first one, he just runs a gas station, and I think the gas station is called Slaughter's Gas Station or something like that. Nice. Uh, but yeah, and in, in, in part two, he's become a, a you know, a, a local mom-and-pop uh, chef catering business. Yeah, he's. it looked like he had a food truck. Yeah, yeah, a very, very old type of food truck like from, from movies came out in 86, so... Uh, yeah, yeah, and uh, always looking for prime cuts of meat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, just going to chili cook-offs, uh, where they apparently just put chili right in your trophy. Yeah, what? <laughs> Why did they do that? <laughs> like, it's an, I guess it's an interesting way to announce which chili won. Sure. By, by pouring it into the top of the trophy, but it's still like it got all over the trophy. Yeah, it's gross. Yeah, I didn't. I can't, didn't care for that. Can't have been sanitary. Among among many things that I didn't care for in this movie, I did not care for that. <laughs> uh, so so about. Uh... I mean, I don't know where you were in the movie, but but uh, at one point you texted me, "Good Lord, this movie!" <laughs> <laughs> I think I was about an hour in at that point. All right, so so what was happening at that point? Oh shit! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember specifically what was happening. Okay. Um, I, I may have been at the part where uh, Leatherface makes Stretch wear her friend's face. Oh. Uh, which I... Yeah, that's about an hour in, yeah. I fucking hated that. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, that was just the latest in a series of... of things that, uh... that I had trouble with. Yeah, no, it, it, uh... you know, uh, at a certain point, uh, just begins to escalate from from horrible to awful. Yeah, no, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Uh... I figured uh, you would have a real problem. Like, like as I was watching it, I was like, oh. Like, it was one of the only parts that I really remembered from, from my initial viewing. Uh, the the uh, the scene where Stretch is uh, running away from Leatherface uh, for the first time. Uh, where, where she then uh, seduces him, essentially. Yeah, that was, like, that was just fucking weird. Yeah. Uh, I, as I was watching, I was like, oh, Joe is not going to like this. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what I was real worried about. All right. I, I bet you could guess probably what I was real worried about is Leather Chase is inching his chainsaw 
uh, up her leg towards uh, towards her crotch. Yes. And I was real worried that he was going to turn that thing on. Sure. And it was going to be <laughs> horrific. Yeah, I mean, the, that that is part of the tension of that scene. I sure. know, yeah. I mean, well done, Toby Hooper. <laughs> you got me. <laughs> uh, yeah, I... I... I remembered that scene, but I did not remember how maybe it did make me uncomfortable, you know, 15 <laughs> years ago. But it definitely did now. <laughs> uh, it's just it's just weird, like, like, what is Leatherface? Like, is he, is, is he, like, he reminded me, he reminded me of Sloth from the Goonies in this movie. <laughs> like a chainsaw-wielding Sloth. That is essentially correct. <laughs> <clears throat> so, so in the first movie, uh, like, like he, I mean, no, it's it's relatively consistent throughout. I know in the remake they try to make it like he's deformed. Okay, uh, and that's why he wears the faces of the people he kills. Uh, but uh, I think he. In, in, in this continuity uh, he just uh, enjoys wearing their faces okay uh, but but yeah he is he is uh, uh, developmentally disabled uh, possibly due to the stump-like nature of his family tree sure that's true <laughs> yeah it was it was weird like I didn't know throughout like how i was supposed to feel about leatherface like am i supposed am i supposed to feel sorry for him or am i like because he's horrific oh yeah for sure but also it seemed like it was trying to to generate some sympathy for him and then like like there's almost sort of a frankenstein's monster thing like (laughs) particularly when he is putting uh putting uh stretch's friend's face on her yeah and it's like oh he the the monster deserves a mate <laughs> like she's gonna be lady leatherface <laughs> it was just very strange like what is what does he want to happen here because then he like dances with her yeah yeah uh, oh I mean, it's just so fucking weird <laughs> he he likes to dance yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh no, yeah, he he is. Uh, yeah, he is what he is. Uh, they they do thread that that fine line, you know, between monstrous and sympathetic. Uh, but but I think ultimately, you know, they they just always come down to you know, well, he's a guy with a chainsaw who kills and eats people, right? <laughs> <laughs> so how sympathetic can you really be? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, you know they. In the original, they they definitely don't do so much of the the sympathy thing, uh, but but uh, I do recall them doing that in uh, the remake and in uh, the uh, Texas Chainsaw 3D when he's living in the basement. Gotcha. Uh, but but uh, you know for for the most part, yeah, he, he is just you know the monster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just like the. It's weird because you've got Leatherface, and then 
the rest of the family is just insane. Like just oh, yeah. like just batshit crazy. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> like it's almost like oh, Leatherface is the normal one in the family. <laughs> a little bit. I mean, you know, I'm always going to appreciate the quiet one. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Because Chop Top talks a lot. He would not fucking shut up. <laughs> I hated him so much. Uh, so so he is played by, by Bill Mosley, who is uh, probably more famously known for in the latter part of his career for being in like every Rob Zombie movie. Okay. Uh, and as I was watching this movie, uh, it sort of made me think, which, which again, I I enjoy the hell out of this movie, um, but but I feel like Rob Zombie watched this movie once and thought, "This is my entire aesthetic." <laughs> <laughs> and every movie he has made has been trying to do this, but without any concept of the fact that it's a comedy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Which I think is partly why he continuously uses Bill Mosley in all his movies as well. <laughs> his ongoing homage to this movie. Yes. All right. Uh, so Bill Mosley got this role uh, because he, he was a fan of the original. And he shot a short film that uh, he eventually showed to uh, Toby Hooper somehow. And Toby Hooper said that, uh, you know what, if I ever make a sequel, I've got a character in mind for you. Nice. Uh, the short film that he made was called The Texas Chainsaw Manicure. <laughs> Excellent. So it's a crossover between uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Nightmare on Elm Street. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, that's awesome though <laughs> uh, I do think you know uh, I mean it's, it's hard for you to say because this is the only text change on screen you've had <laughs> right uh, but, but I think this is the best leather face okay uh, like I mean and partly is because it is played kind of for comedy uh, but, but he is very expressive Whereas uh, other leather faces uh, have have not been so much. Yeah, I was I was actually surprised by that. Like I, m- my image of Leatherface is always just of like, like <laughs> flaps of skin, <laughs> and you can't see the face underneath. Right. Like almost almost like a Michael Myers mask, just made out of skin. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so i was i was very surprised in this one that like you could see you know the face underneath and and you know he you know has has clear expressions and emotions well, right. somewhat clear emotions throughout the movie yeah yeah uh, uh another bit of trivia for you uh that that i think you might enjoy the the remake uh the actor who plays uh leatherface in that one is the same guy who played Max Shrek's son in uh, Batman Returns. What? Chip, I believe? Yeah. yeah. Oh my Chip god. Shrek? That's excellent. <laughs> does he does he do a really bad Christopher Walken impression as Leatherface as well? 
Oh, <laughs> I wish. That would be incredible. <laughs> oh, wow. I didn't I didn't know that guy did other stuff, so. Oh, yeah. Uh, he, he is also in the movie Hudson Hawk. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, he plays a hitman called Butterfingers. Hmm, perfect. <laughs> Uh, because all the villains in that movie have candy bar names. Nice. David Caruso is Kit Kat. <laughs> I don't know how to feel about that, actually. that That's that's strange. Uh, he's also mute and uh, uses uh, just as a, a series of cards, which uh, say what he's thinking. Okay. Yeah. All right. So it's a cartoon character, basically. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Highly recommended. All right. Uh, so yeah. So I mean, uh, so this movie's weird. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I I thought, you know, so like the the there there is a level of gore that I am okay with. Okay. And and I do think that this movie maybe exceeded it. Um, I, I, maybe it's like more like tongue in cheek gore that I'm okay with, like like just cartoonish, hyper stylized violence I'm okay with. Mm-hmm. But like the the whole radio station sequence, started starting from when uh, when Chop Top just appears. Yeah. Um and then when Leatherface came out of the the record vault that legitimately startled me. I did not expect him to be in there. Same. Yeah. Uh, I I I jumped. Yeah. That was uh, awesome. And, and then again when when uh what's his name? TG or LG? LG, yeah. Yeah, when when he shows back up to the radio station and Leatherface jumps out again. Yeah. It's like, "Oh, you got me twice, movie." <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, like like the, I think that what I like more is tension than like gore. So like the when when uh, Chop Top was like hammering on LG's head, yeah, that that I could not watch, <laughs> uh, regardless of how fake it looked, because it did look pretty fake. But I could sure. not watch it. <laughs> and then like when Leatherface was 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 flaying LG's body. Uh, and then, of course, spoiler alert, LG's still fucking alive. <laughs> yeah, like that, that was crazy. That whole sequence, I could not look. <laughs> like, stuff like that. I, I don't know if it's, like, it's too real or or what, what it is about it, but I just could not handle that. Huh. Because to me, it was very cartoony. Yeah, I mean, m- maybe? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I really, I don't know what it is. All right. So, so maybe what you're saying is that they should have done way more over the top. Maybe, yeah, maybe if they'd gone a little further, I don't know. <laughs> like it was at the the uncanny valley of gore for me. All right, because uh, like there, there's a uh, spoiler. Uh, the scene towards the end when Dennis Hopper and Leatherface are in a chainsaw battle. Yes, uh, which is a thing that happens in this movie. Yes. Uh, my venerable. favorite sequence <laughs> it was pretty great uh, yeah you know it's still just I have to stop and wonder occasionally that I mean venerable classical respected actor Dennis Hopper is in this movie <laughs> <laughs> 
This movie came out the same year that Blue Velvet came out. <laughs> I had that thought several times while I was watching this movie. <laughs> uh, no, no, that's one I have not seen. Uh, but but I, I I am well aware of his character in that movie. Um, but yeah, you know, I mean, he he is. I mean, he's done some crap <laughs> for sure. Like like I've I've definitely seen some, you know, direct uh, probably not even video movies that that he has been you know, quote unquote the star of right. Uh, which I mean. Throughout this movie, I kept thinking, oh, he was never on set with any of these people. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe like a day. Right. (laughs) Uh, You know, there was also just some, like, what the hell's happening kind of things. Like, uh, when when she goes to meet him at the, uh, his hotel. Yeah, Uh, that was real weird. Yeah, he's, he's like, so dismissive of her, uh, despite, you know a full scene earlier being all about like, I'm after these chainsaw people and anybody who can help me, you know? Uh, and then just like, he looks like he's been beaten up. Uh, and he is just, just so unwilling to listen to her that, that it's jarring. Yeah. Uh, and that's nothing against his, his performance. It's just, what the hell is this? Yeah, no, it's it's the the writing of that scene is very strange. Yeah. And yeah. then she goes downstairs and judges or covers the judging of the chili cook-off. Super <laughs> weird. Like what? <laughs> yeah. Uh, joining LG as he is building a house made out of french fries. Right. Which awesome. <laughs> sure. <laughs> And, and she has nothing to say about that either. <laughs> that's, I mean, I assume that's typical LG behavior. It's just one of the things that she loves about him. Because <laughs> she is in love with him. Sure. <laughs> I would still comment on the House of Fries, though. <laughs> even, even if uh, I had seen it a hundred times, just, you know, dismissively. That's true. Oh, yeah. this again? Yeah, right? All right. When are you going to buy me a house, LG? Uh, I mean, I think they live at the radio station. I think you're right. They do. (laughs) If nothing else, they're at least the only two people who work there. Sure. I mean, there there is a room that apparently just has a tub of beer on ice. Yeah! (laughs) What? With a giant neon clock. <laughs> oh, that's the break room, clearly. <laughs> oh, I want a break room like that at the church. Yeah, I would I would like a break room like that in my office as well. That's my house. <laughs> <laughs> well, then no one's stopping you. No one? Oh, okay, Jenny. <laughs> Forgot about that. No, she'd probably be into it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Then go for it. It's her office as well, so. Alright, you just get a, you know, just a medium-sized rusty tub. <laughs> place between your desks and fill it with ice. I do already have a, well, it's an LED sign. It's the flash emblem, so I'm halfway there. That's close, yeah? Yeah. You could easily turn that into a clock. Excellent. I like where this is going. 
<laughs> and you should have it run at twice the speed of a normal clock. Naturally. Because it's the board. Right. No, I get it. Super speeds. Uh-huh. That's <laughs> where I was going. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. There's just, yeah, there, there, I, there's, I feel like we've, we've barely talked about Dennis Hopper in this movie. <laughs> it's, it's for a while, I felt like a very understated performance until, uh, until he goes and gets the chainsaws. Yep. That's, that's exactly the moment I was going to point out. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, like there's the. The scene I think before that is is him at the hotel, um, which again is is off putting just because of everything that we had seen from him previously. Like you said, it's very understated. Yeah, and it I don't know. It just made me feel like there had to be like a deleted scene there. Yeah, I mean, there's there's that, <clears throat> and there's the the scene of him at the car accident right. site, which is yeah. yeah, which is sort of I, I felt like. You know, he's just having a conversation. It's an intense conversation, but sure. he's just having a regular conversation. I mean, it's 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 typical, you know, cop out for vengeance kind of like scene. You know? Yeah, uh, just we we get a little bit of backstory. We we get uh, him just just grim and and broody about what has happened, and and that whole like no one's listening to me kind of thing. Right. Uh, and then, yeah, and then eventually he winds up uh, buying three chainsaws and goes, bug fuck. Yeah, what? <laughs> like, there, there is a point where, so, like, he, he, he tracks them to the abandoned amusement park <laughs> that, that is their supervillain lair. Sure. And, and then he decides... I'm going to bring this whole building down <laughs> one pillar at a time with my chainsaws. Uh, well, this is after he has, uh, he is, yeah, like you said, he, he follows her actually right. to the amusement park, uh, because after the radio station attack, uh, Leatherface lies to Chop Top and says that he has killed the girl, uh, Stretch. Uh, and she freaks out because uh, Dennis Hopper's character, Lefty, uh, has not shown up to protect her. Right. And uh, the criminals are getting away. So she chases after them. And little does she know that he is following her. Uh, and then like, tries to run her down. <laughs> yeah, that was real strange. Yeah. Like, we, we need an extra scare here. <laughs> Uh, so, of course, the scariest thing is Dennis Hopper and a station wagon. Right. <laughs> uh, but, but when he, yeah, when he enters their supervillain lair, which is so apt, and I'm sorry I did not think of that beforehand. As, as I was describing it, I was like, oh, this is where the Joker lives. Kind of. <laughs> so, uh, uh. So, you know, sometimes I watch the movies twice. Usually, sure. like, the day before and then, like, right before we do the show. Uh, I watched this movie twice in a row. Nice. Uh, and so right now, the Blu-ray is still in my player, and it is just going through the uh, Blu-ray menu screen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and part of that is just uh, stretch running through the lair. 
Okay. Uh, which is just full of, you know, yeah, it is absolutely, like, not that far removed from, you know, someplace the Joker would be hiding out in an episode of 66 Batman. Yeah, the, the ha-ha-hacienda. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is the sa-sa-sacienda. <laughs> Good night. Good night, everybody. The last episode of the podcast. <laughs> but I do, I do feel like uh, there is a point where it becomes a superhero movie. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Like when, so so I spent the the reason that we watched this movie is that <laughs> is that I listed uh, or I I uh, I put a list on Twitter of uh, things. Uh, pieces of media that include the song "Bringing in the Sheaves," uh, which, because which is in our last movie that, or the last movie I picked, which was "The Night of the Hunter." Night of the Hunter. Uh, it's also in the uh, Batman '66 movie, uh, right. and used multiple times in Little House of the Prairie to the point that Jenny hates it now. <laughs> <laughs> which is a show that you guys are watching, right? Naturally, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but. Uh, I spent the whole time watching this movie like, when is that song going to come in? And and in what context is that song going to come in? And it turns out that it comes in uh, when Dennis Hopper like reaches the bowels of their lair uh, with his chainsaws and confronts the family. And it's basically like that song is, is his superhero theme. It's sort of uh, like a battle cry, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he does sort of come crashing into the place like uh, Batman in the, the first Batman movie. Yeah. Um, so so I knew, again, so yeah, I picked this because it has that song in it. <laughs> uh, for you, specifically. Thank you. Uh, Cross another one off the list. <laughs> um... So the scene where uh, Dennis Hopper's character goes to the chainsaw store, uh, cut right chainsaws. Yes. Uh, there is a marching band playing in the background. Yeah, I and, saw them march by. And I had to stop and uh, make sure that that wasn't, I was like, that can't just be the, you know, <laughs> them playing that song, is it? Uh, but they do sound similar. Okay, I couldn't hear what they were playing. So they were playing uh, a song called "the uh, The Eyes of Texas," okay, which is, uh, I guess, a marching band fight song for uh, a local college, maybe. I don't gotcha. Know. Okay. Ooh, because because part of the plot of this movie sort of revolves around the fact that uh, there is a a big game happening this weekend. <laughs> Oh yeah, I totally forgot about that. <laughs> that's the that's the big game. That's why there's all the crazy people at the hotel, right? Like they're right. like, is it homecoming or something? Maybe that weekend. Uh, it's it's uh, I think Texas A and M versus uh, Oklahoma University, maybe. Okay. Um. Yeah, it's it's I guess you know big rivals there's because the the two preppies who get killed at the beginning of the movie uh which we haven't even talked about oh my god yeah (laughs) 
uh, like the, the the one in the sweater keeps uh, yelling out hook 'em horns, which I think is a Texas A&M thing. Okay. In my limited experience of anything sport related, I'm I'm impressed. <laughs> uh, well, I had a neighbor growing up who was from Texas and uh, just just all about it. Gotcha. So. <laughs> uh, yeah. So so there's also like some deleted scenes in this movie. Uh, which which Toby Hooper himself cut just for pacing. Okay. Uh, so so apparently there's a scene where the family heads out to like like a tailgate party and just murders a bunch of people. Okay. Uh, that that uh, it's like a five minute scene. Uh, that they they just cut from the movie. Uh, and then they then go to a movie theater. <laughs> Uh, and kill some people there too, uh, and then that scene uh, that features uh, famed horror host uh, Joe Bob's Brig, Joe Bob Briggs. Okay, uh, but again, that that entire thing was cut, and uh, there's a conversation that Chop Top and uh, Drayton are having with each other. Drayton is the the chili guy, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, so. They actually use all of that dialogue in the scene where uh, Stretch is, like, hiding from the family after she, like, falls through the, the pit of the game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, they just reuse that dialogue with the, none of the actual scenes that those went with. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird because without, you know, now that I think about it, without the without those scenes that you're talking about, there is not really a Texas Chainsaw Massacre in this movie. <laughs> No, the, the body count is very low. Yeah, like they kill they kill the two guys in the car, which thank yep. God. Oh yeah, they definitely Franklin level deserved to die. I was I was real worried that they were going to be like the heroes of the movie somehow. <laughs> so yeah, thank yeah. you. Yep. Yep. But yeah, like they kill them and they kill uh, LG, mm-hmm. and that's it. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, spoiler: the entire family winds up dying, right? Uh, and uh, Dennis Hopper, uh, and, and that is the biggest body count is basically them being defeated. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's weird. I hadn't I hadn't considered it before. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> uh, and, and honestly, like you know, you talked about gore. I'm, I'm assuming you don't like the scene where you know Leatherface gets disemboweled. Uh, that was okay because it was over pretty fast. Okay, and, right. and I actually, I actually did uh, like the like him walking around with the chainsaw all the way through his body <laughs> was hilarious. All right, I was actually into that. That was okay. okay. Uh. But uh, what about the scene when Dennis Hopper kicks open the wall and just guts spill out? Uh, I did not care for that at all. Okay, <laughs> that was that was gross. I mean, it was gross, but you know, everyone had already been harmed by that point. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. I guess. I mean, I I didn't. Uh, it didn't make me squirm the way that other scenes did, but it was right. it was very gross. <clears throat> So what do you think about Grandpa, speaking of squirmy? Oh, Grandpa... Uh, Grandpa made me uncomfortable. Uh, but also... Wow. 
like the the makeup for grandpa was incredible oh yeah yeah i i, I didn't care for the super tight close-ups of him no that was gross <laughs> yeah but uh yeah. but everything else about grandpa i thought was was great and like the <laughs> The sort of comedy real tension with him with the hammer, like, is he going to be able to actually do this? Right. Was was really well done. Uh, so so that is actually something from the first movie as well. Okay. Uh, where uh, in the first movie, they sort of make you think he's a mummified corpse. Yeah, because he looks like one for sure. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but then, like, uh, the the heroine of, of that movie like cuts her finger and like somebody like feeds a drop of blood to grandpa and he sort of comes to life <laughs> oh wow uh and, and you know he they, they try to get grandpa to kill her and he has the hammer uh we, he makes contact more in the first movie uh but it is you know not hard contact sure so it just is repeatedly like soft blows with the hammer <laughs> like this is annoying yeah yeah uh so so they really amped the comedy up for this one i think just with him <laughs> continuously dropping it or like hitting the side of the tin uh but also still very tense for me anyway yeah no definitely i agree uh but yeah he he's just a just a gross mummy <laughs> The the mummy that I didn't care for was Grandma. <laughs> grandma mummy? Why does why does the grandma mummy have boobs still? They're, they're stuffed. That's oh okay. <laughs> I guess that makes sense. Taxidermy boobs. All right. You you got me there. <laughs> Pretty simple explanation. I don't understand what the problem was. I'm dumb. We've been over this. <laughs> Uh, oh shit. Uh so so I'm guessing you probably would not recommend this for anybody um, else. Um I mean it depends on the person. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm sure uh, I I I'm sure that someone like Matt Brassfield loves this movie. <laughs> you know what? I mean, that's an obvious thought, but I'm not sure. Really? Okay. He 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 does not like comedy and his horror. That's true. That's true. And, and I, I mean, this is a horror movie, but it is also very much a comedy. Um, I did, other than just normally thinking of Matt Brasfield, uh, I thought him about him a little bit in this movie, and mostly uh, his his uh, his partner Juliet. Mm-hmm. Uh, who who uh, we are both friends with, who uh, works at a radio station. I actually thought of her as well. <laughs> uh, and, and honestly, the part that I kept thinking about was like, so that first scene when the two preppy guys who luckily get killed uh, call her on their you know primitive car phone. <laughs> uh, so like, I just kept thinking to myself, like, why can't she hang up on them? Right? There's got to be a way. <laughs> This is backwards if that's how phones worked at radio stations. I mean, it, it was also like they were calling a direct line in the booth. So, like, it wasn't exactly a Frasier situation where you had a producer who was screening the calls ahead of time. 
Well, sure, but, you know, like, again, why can't she just hang up? Yeah. She keeps I, telling them, you have to hang up. But, like, why? Did, does that phone only work one way? I mean, I, I feel like there was, there wasn't, wasn't there a thing where, like, the line, as long as one end was connected, the line would still be tied up? It, like, is that? I, 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 I I, I I don't know. I it's been it's been a long time since I've used anything other than a cell phone. So likewise. <laughs> so I don't remember. I don't remember how landlines worked. I I don't either. Uh, and and everyone we know who maybe does is really old. And why would they remember that? Right. <laughs> I'll ask my parents and see if they know. <laughs> yeah, I guess I can ask mine. Yeah, well, I, I don't talk to mine. Uh, I mean, yeah, I don't know anybody who has a landline anymore either. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I just I vaguely remember something like that with landlines huh. being an issue. Weird. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, technology has gotten so much better. <laughs> it has, or has it? <laughs> yeah, who knows? <laughs> I don't know anymore. <laughs> But yeah, would I recommend this movie? Uh, probably not. All right. <laughs> probably not to most people. So so you'll probably not watch this again ever. Uh, I would be real surprised if I did. <laughs> nothing, nothing. You're just gonna say, "Hey, Jenny, we should uh, watch <laughs> Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part 2. If anything, I'm gonna be like, "We should watch Texas Chainsaw Massacre: The Next Generation." I mean, I really want to see if there's that anywhere right now. <laughs> I know Suicide Squad starts tonight, but, uh, you know, I might have to make uh, TCMNG my my next uh, big watch. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, Turner Classic Movies, The Next Generation? Yes. Okay. (laughs) Turns out Ted Turner's an alien. What? (laughs) Illuminati. (laughs) I mean, he probably is. Probably, I mean, Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, so one last bit of trivia, uh, just just for you because you you have never seen it. Uh, so the ending of this movie, uh, Stretch, our heroine, uh, defeats Chop Top, uh, and then stands on the top of a mountain swinging a chainsaw erratically while dancing. Yes, and screaming. Yes, and that mm-hmm. is a direct callback to the first movie. Okay. Uh, in which uh, the the heroine of that movie escapes uh, and is picked up by a trucker uh, who uh, the trucker and Leatherface get into a, a fight of sorts and uh, uh, he knocks Leatherface down and then Leatherface winds up cutting his own leg with his own chainsaw. Uh, and as uh, the heroine and the trucker drive away and she is freaking the fuck out like with insanity having finally escaped this torturous arduous event in her life yeah uh leatherface uh does the exact same sort of wildly swinging around dancing uh kind of thing screaming uh at the end of that movie okay yeah so stretch really did become lady leatherface yeah kind of <laughs> interesting uh, it, it does make me wonder, you know, like like in this era of uh, 
highly interconnected sequels, uh, and, and not of that era where sequels were just whatever the fuck they wanted to be. Right. <laughs> uh, you know, would would she have become you know the next Leatherface? And because uh, Leatherface dies, yeah, uh, in this movie, and, and yet there's still a third one. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's magic. Clearly, that's Arthurian. <laughs> <laughs> Arthurian lightning magic. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I, there is no way a sequel like this could be made to any movie that <laughs> that has come out. <laughs> but like, like even when I think about it, like there is no way that like Batman Returns could be made from Batman. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. It, it, uh, well, well, Batman would never have been made the way that it was as a standalone story. Also like, very true. It yeah. would have all been seeding things for future movies because they because they would have had to set up the the new you know DC cinematic universe with that movie. Sure. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I also look at something like like Ghostbusters Afterlife. Right and like the the way that that is just completely beholden to the original movies, and like this this sequel you know comes out you know a decade after the original and and it's only tangentially related. Yeah, and yeah. I I kind of like that more. <laughs> I do too. Uh, you know, I, I just I I would much rather see, you know something like this that takes like the original concept and like turns it around yeah but, but like in a way almost uh like the closest i think we've ever gotten to this like in the modern era is uh thor ragnarok compared yeah. to like the other two thors yeah definitely uh where you know they're just like okay you know let's just go batshit yeah let's just do our own thing right uh you know, whereas everything else is just like, nope, we have a tight continuity. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. They just they just don't make them like they used to. No, they don't. <laughs> For better or worse. <laughs> yep, your mileage may vary. <laughs> uh, what's what's bringing you joy this week, Eric? Oh man, I don't know. Um. Uh, I read a very depressing graphic novel this week. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you so, read? So, uh, it was called No Longer Human by uh, Junji Ito. Oh, nice. Okay. Uh, which is an adaptation of a uh, classical Japanese novel uh, that is just, uh, it doesn't make you feel good. All right. Yep. <laughs> And, and uh, it's not great when, like, I'm reading the first third, I'm like, oh, this is me. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, but then it gets way more fucked up. Uh, so I would not call that a joy, but it was very good. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, but uh, I did watch the new Netflix uh, Mashes the Universe uh, over the past week or so. Oh, yeah. I, I heard that's terrible. It's not. No. <laughs> I know. I've heard it's terrible from from really horrible people. Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> so my, so I don't like Kevin Smith. I think he's just kind of awful. Okay. Uh, and, and when I heard that he was involved in this cartoon, I was like, oh fuck, for for real, you know. 
Uh, but then the the reactions that I have seen online, like when the show came out, from truly awful people <laughs> saying that it's terrible. New, like I, at that point, I was like, "Oh, well, then maybe I'll actually like this." That's kind of how I felt as well. I had no yep. interest in it, and then as soon as I saw that, I was like, "Oh, I bet it's really good. I'll, I'll have to watch that." And uh, turns out it is really good. Nice, yeah. Um, and uh, Henry Rollins does the voice of Triclops in a very small but uh, amazing role. That's awesome, because uh, it's fucking Triclops. <laughs> <laughs> But I have a man crush on Henry Rollins, so it all works out. Nice. Uh, the the only bad thing about it, I can say, is that it's five episodes and it ends on a cliffhanger and we have no idea when the next batch of it is coming out. <laughs> I feel like I saw something today that it was renewed, maybe. Okay. So, yeah. no, But yeah, you're right. No idea when the, when the next season will happen. Yeah. Uh, what about you, sir? Uh, I have a couple things, actually. Alrighty, hit me. Uh, earlier this week, I got a summons for jury duty. <laughs> which I have always wanted to be on a jury. And I'm very excited about. I, get, I hope I get to do that. Oh, uh, I, I, I totally forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's a non-traditional thing to be excited about. But I want to be part of the system. I want to make sure the system works. You just want to reenact your own 12 Angry Men. I do! Ah. Yeah! <laughs> I'm going to be the holdout. Awesome. <laughs> Regardless of what I actually believe. <laughs> <laughs> They're all going to be so mad at me, they just want to go home. Like, I don't know, guys. I have reasonable doubt. <laughs> I hope that they don't find this and listen to it but while they're making jury selections. Yeah, this this could uh, bite you in the ass. Let's, let's, let's edit this part out. Okay. No. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so there's the, the prospect of impending jury duty. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it's just an excuse for you to get out of the house, isn't it? Kind of. It kind of is. <laughs> I'm okay with it. All right. Uh, another thing was, uh, speaking of Masters of the Universe, uh, this week's Guardians of the Galaxy annual okay. uh, features the uh, secret origin of uh, recently uh, introduced character, the Prince of Power. Okay. Uh, and the whole thing is a thinly veiled parody of Masters of the Universe, and it's awesome. Huh. I thought Hercules was the Prince of Power. Uh, that is a point of contention in the issue. Okay, then. <laughs> it's well worth reading. Okay. It's it's completely standalone. Uh, it's, it's part of the Infinite Destinies thing that Marvel is doing with their annuals. Um, but but you, you don't need to know anything about that. Okay. Uh, to read this issue because I haven't read any of the other ones and I read this and and I was absolutely delighted by it. Uh, I will check it out then. Yeah, it's it's uh, well worth a look. Uh, I think you tweeted something about it and the cover caught me because the guy's bandolier or whatever he wears has a POP on it. Yes. And, and that really stuck out to me. I was like, is that on purpose? Does that yeah. say pop? Yes, that, that, that is 100% on purpose. All right, then. 
now I'm super on board. Yeah, you should absolutely read that. I think you'll love it. All right, then. <laughs> um, and then the third thing, third and final thing, is that uh, I got to interview Jeff Lemire this week. Nice. Uh, for uh, It was an email interview, but an interview uh, just the same for his new new Dark Horse series called Maze Book. Right. Uh, the I got to read the first issue, and uh, it sort of knocked me on my ass. Uh, it was real good, so uh, so that was exciting. Excellent. Uh, yeah, I know very little about it. I remember seeing a picture he posted, I think, on Instagram of uh, some of the original art from the series. Oh, yeah. Uh, which he says uh, he drew to be mazes. Yeah, yeah. He. Did. I don't remember if he said that in the one that I did, or if he said it in another interview that I read. But yeah, he said stuff about how like he like some of the pages he could lay out on on the floor, and it would would create a maze, like right. putting putting them all next to each other. So yeah, it's real. It's really cool, um, and I'm... and just the the I like how his style has evolved, and he's doing some really neat stuff with color in this series. Okay. Um, so yeah, it's it's really great. I'll probably check it out. I'm I'm kind of a hardcore Jeff Lemire completist. Me too. There, there's very few things he's done that I've just you know not paid attention to. So uh, and usually when he does everything himself, I'm I'm fully on board. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'll probably check that out as well. Nice. All right. Well, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 4, that's uh, next week's pick, right? <laughs> no, I'm going to uh, go in a slightly different direction. Okay. <laughs> Actually, semi-related to our conversation. Oh. Um, and, and you actually mentioned the movie that I'm going to pick already. Oh. Uh, cartoonish, uh, ridiculous violence. Uh, I would like to uh, watch and discuss The Suicide Squad next week. All right. <laughs> I am fully on board for that. Excellent. Uh, I will... I'm, I'm going to watch it tonight. Sure, uh, no, I, that, that makes sense. Because uh, I know that people will spoil it. Uh, and uh, also I have, uh, you know, like seven more hours to kill. So. Right. <laughs> Uh, but uh, hopefully I don't find it so terrible that I won't watch it again before the show. I hope not. I'd be really surprised just based on sort of early buzz for it. Yeah, you know, uh, I, uh, you know, much like Jeff Lemire, I'm kind of a James Gunn completist. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm pretty on board with anything he has done, so uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. And uh, absolutely, let's watch The Suicide Squad. Excellent. Continuing right. our, our run of uh, DC movies on HBO Max, <laughs> uh, which I guess the only other movie is Wonder Woman 1984 that we talked about. But Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, a, yeah. it's a short run. Technically the, the shortest run you can have. It's true. Two. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we, we could... Uh, we could go back and do the four-hour justice league i guess uh, no thanks yeah yeah that's fine i saw it once <laughs> i did see that they're taking steel off at the end of this month so we might have oh, to no. hit that before i know <laughs> i've actually never seen it i've never seen it either all right <laughs> we'll save that for next time <laughs> okay uh i i have been i i watched aquaman the other day oh yeah how was uh, that just, uh, I saw it in the theater. 
uh, when it came out and did not care for it. Uh, like, I just thought it was, it was real pretty, but it was real boring. Okay. Uh, so I, I listened to a podcast, uh, about a week ago where they were talking about it and they loved it. Uh, and I was like, did I watch that movie wrong? <laughs> and, uh, maybe I did because turns out I kind of enjoyed it the second time around. Nice. Yeah. Um, I don't maybe it was just because I was comfortable in my own chair and, and not in public. That could be, yeah, that's but a big factor. It can be, yeah, for sure, but but I mean, this was before pandemics or anything, so. Uh, but, but yeah, it was, I mean, it's not great, and again, it's it's more pretty than anything else, uh, but but uh, kind of charming. Nice. Yeah. All I, I know about it is, it? I have not seen it, all I know about it is that uh, an octopus plays the drums at one point, and that's uh, enough to make me want to watch it. Alright, why haven't you up to this point? Then? I don't know. I just, right. you know, there's there's a lot of things. Sure. Things to watch, read, do in the world. It's, it's a DC superhero movie. I mean, not by Zack Snyder, so. It's Aquaman, though. <laughs> I thought you liked Aquaman. I he's fine. I, I yeah, like yeah. the I like the uh the Brave and the Bold version of Aquaman. It's it that is the best version for sure. Yeah. As we discussed on our many years ago podcast, uh, where we talked about it. Right. Go back and listen to that, listeners. Yeah, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, the Suicide Squad next week. Or are we done? Are we done? (laughs) Did you did you stop after you said get out of here? I did not. (laughs) You could if you wanted to. We'll figure it out. All right, we'll 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 talk to you then. (laughs) Goodbye. Thank you for listening to The Viewmasters. You can subscribe to the show directly at view.guttertrash.net or at iTunes and leave us a review. Visit view.guttertrash.net for email information and links to Facebook and Twitter. We'll see you next time on The Viewmasters. Viewmasters.